not. Welcome to your home for all the nerd news you need to know. Welcome to AU Radio. With us this week over at the Caterpillar Cafe Comics Corner, we've got Travis and George. We turned 50 this week. Yeah. You barely look a day over 30, guys. Yeah, we covered ourselves with foil, too. Yeah, (laughs) and chromium. (laughs) Filling in at the Adventures Underground News Desk for the 15th week in a row, it's Katie. I'm so tired. There's so much news all the time. I can't handle it. Corey, come back. Back on the control panel this week, we got Sam. I'm back. I am your plucky sidekick, Donnie. This is season two, episode 11. Is too much not enough? And with us live in the studio this week, we've got a special guest. We have got Aaron Wild from Reactivate Professional Wrestling. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. So tell us a little about your uh, your thing here. What you're here for? Well, we have we have another show coming up. Our episode three, fully charged, uh, at uh, Joker's Comedy Club on August 25th. Uh, doors open at four. Show starts at five. <gasps> so exciting! Five ish, you said. Five ish. Well, you know that's that's kind of the traditional indie thing. Is you get as close as you can. Yeah, <laughs> it's yep. like showtime. Yeah. How do yeah. you think we do this? Right. Six ish. It's fine. Yeah. Awesome. So. Uh, Tell us a little about Reactivate and uh, how long you've been around, what you're doing. Well, we uh, we popped up at least a social media presence about a year ago and slowly building toward getting some shows running and bringing professional wrestling to the Tri-Cities, as well as helping out some of the surrounding areas that were slash are running. Um, And we debuted April 28th and have run... This will be our third show locally. We've run four shows total. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're here looking, like I said, we're looking to just continue this trend of growing professional wrestling in the Pacific Northwest. Very cool. So what is your background in wrestling? Um, I actually originally started my training back in 2000. And I was a wrestler myself for a short time. Uh, Seattle, Tacoma, Canada, uh, Portland. And uh Stepped away from the business about 16 years ago and uh, came back because I decided with the new laws that changed in the state and things were a lot more accessible, I wanted to uh, do something that other people weren't doing. Sweet. So for those that have never been to a wrestling show, let alone a independent wrestling show, explain the difference between let's say watching the big boys than than going to a a show like this. Try not to get George to seethe too much. This (laughs) we're, we're having a wrestling segment. I don't hate wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't love it. I don't hate it though. I told you yesterday I watch glue. Sorry, Aaron. (laughs) Well, and that's one of the things that I always talk about is, is especially an independent show. um, Even if you're not a fan, you will find something at an independent show that you absolutely love. Right on. Yeah. Independent wrestling live shows, the interaction, the various characters, the funny stuff, all those kind of things, even the venue that we that we're that we're wrestling in all add to that show. So it's totally different than watching on television. Um, you we have this saying amongst the reactivate team is that wrestling is for everyone. Doesn't matter what walk of life, where you come from, who you are, whether you're a fan or not, or if you've been a fan your whole life or who you like. There is something at our show that you will enjoy. And so that's kind of our that's kind of our deal. Yeah. From what I hear, Jokers has been uh, participating, not only just hosting it, but you've got a couple uh, Jokers employees. (laughs) We do. We do. There's always a lot of surprises like that. And we have a few things always kind of lined up. And yeah, we have fun with it. But we do have uh, Damar is is, uh, Mikey, the mustache selic security. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. We have we have a good time. Uh, Damar actually uh, took a. A Singapore cane shot to the tushy at episode one, and it was Oof. loud. <laughs> oh God! I don't know what that is, but it sounds painful. It mm-hmm. is. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had brothers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who had Singapore canes? Yeah. <laughs> wow. We were vi- the uh, the from the podcast household was a violent one. I can see that. <laughs> and, and and he's correct. Uh, basically, there is something for everyone at this type of show. 
uh, we have a, a longer interview on on the wrestling podcast. Um, it should be up soon. But we talked about the the arc of villains that you had at that show. Basically, there was a, an archetype of every single type of villain you could think of at this show. You had the arrogant ones. You had the crybabies. You had the uh, the gloom patrol, the, the Legion of Gloom, who basically came out all emo. Legion of Gloom? Yeah, oh matter God. of fact, I got a page out of his diary <gasps> handed oh to me at he the show. He brought his diary? Yeah, oh, my did. God. You, you, you got to see the Legion of Gloom live, but Dante Smythe. Um, he oh comes out in a full football, black football, very similar to the Legion of Doom yep. without yeah. the spikes. Instead, it has candles that are lit. Real candles. Oh. I thought they were like the electric ones at first, but then I started seeing the wax drip down as he moved around. What? Yeah, he, yeah, he had light, he had lit candles on his shoulders walking around. It was That's gorgeous. a fire hazard, it and was I'm here awesome. for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and like Donnie mentions, is is you know, you have these archetypes of villains that we have and all these different things, and then our our heroes and everything else. You, there you really, especially as a comic book fan, it's so easy to find somebody who you you will click with. Mm-hmm. If you don't click with at least half of them, I'd be surprised. Yeah. So. Yeah, there was a there was a tag team called the Eh Team from Canada, and they had a seven foot giant there that yep. my son got a picture taken sitting on his shoulders, and he, my son already isn't that big, but sitting up there, he looks so tiny. It's just an amazing shot. Oh my god! And uh, the, the gentleman's name was Jackson Price, and one of the nicest people i think i've ever met he was just so giving while he was there yes and he, and he's worked he's worked all of our shows so far he sadly will not be at this event Aww. um and the reason being is because uh there's a baby giant on the way <gasps> oh congratulations yeah so so he'll be there for the birth of his first child which is gonna awesome. come out huge <laughs> <laughs> i'm, I'm an so. idiot i'm sorry <laughs> uh that poor wife hey Anyways, Donnie, there's an interview happening. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> so, where do you have? Are you seeing kind of a, a, a resurgence in independent wrestling than from when you were actually wrestling, or oh, are you yeah. seeing it gaining steam right now? Yeah, the Pacific Northwest scene is completely different than when I first started. Um, there are so many promotions, and there's new promotions lining up. Um, I am constantly getting phone calls and messages from guys who are looking through the pathway to get started and they're not sure how to jump through all of the red tape. And so it's pretty cool to see um, how many opportunities are coming up for some of these guys. And, and uh, whether you're a wrestler who stays in the Pacific Northwest or you're somebody who travels in and out, because we do have a lot of people that come in from Utah and California and, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it's, it's great that there's, there's a home. And like I said, it's, it just running right along with us where wrestling is for everyone. There's always new things coming up and, and like I'm excited actually um, on the 17th, you have five CC running in Bellingham, which their ring is five sided. It's never been done anywhere in the world. And a lot of wrestlers are curious, like how it's going to work. Yeah. No one has seen the ring. They haven't shown anyone. We've all seen 3d models of it online. And like I said, their show is on the 17th. I'm super excited to see some of our, talent is working that show and it's run by a friend and yeah it's it's uh it's pretty great it, that'll be in bellingham on the 17th so you know like i said there's a lot of new stuff people trying to find their mark and stand out you've got you know prestige and without a cause are both on indie wrestling.com now or indie wrestling tv.com now mm-hmm. um a lot of outlets a lot of ways to find it watch it and like i said coming out to the shows is always the best way to be a part of it so five-sided ring you're talking almost like a baseball diamond shape it's ring? a pentagon Interesting. So there's no parallel sides. No parallel sides. Huh. Exactly. I've seen <laughs> I've seen six-sided rings and I've seen eight-sided right. rings. I've I, never seen a five. I'm super curious. So how? Yeah, bouncing off one rope right into a ring pole. If yeah. you are if you are a wrestler worth your salt, you will be able to put on a good show in any ring. Fair enough. So maybe stop having a bad attitude, Donnie. No, I'm no, I'm legitimately you know uh, curious about this because that would be interesting because like TNA for a while did the the Pentagon or the Octagon rings or mm-hmm. six sided rings, which got a little silly after a while, especially mm-hmm. for their uh oh their featherweight division. 
But this is, I, I would love to see this. Oh, yeah. What company was doing that? CC? 5CC. Okay. Yep, is, what their, is what their name is. So speaking of home, you I said on the other interview, you're actually looking to at some point put up a training facility here in the Tri-Cities. Is that correct? That has always been the always been the goal. As a matter of fact, that was originally the first goal, which we, uh, things kind of fell in the way they did and, and, and it went, uh, went to shows first. But yeah, we've, we've been looking for a permanent home, either shared space with a, an MMA gym or a martial arts facility or, or whatever it may be, you know, somewhere where we can put up a ring for training purposes and run classes in unison with whatever they may be running. Similar to the way that the gym that I trained in in Portland was much that same way. We had boxing and MMA and pro wrestling all in kind of the same facility. Hmm. I wonder if the hoedown's still open for that. So he's also looking for uh, space for future events. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Um, we love the facility at Joker's Comedy Club, and and Joker's is super accommodating. We've had a lot of fun there, um, and that relationship will continue. Um, it's always good to have fallback places and things that you can go and and other things that we can do so that we can move into different styles there's a couple places we've looked at where the shows might be 21 or older because that's how the facility kind of works out right um and those are always fun because when you get a you know when you're over 21 and you can go to a club show versus a family-friendly show then there's a whole different side of professional wrestling that opens up and gets real weird um (laughs) but uh yeah it's always i'm always looking for those conversations yeah i was was, i'll say i was a little shocked at how many because i brought my kid but there were quite a few kids there Oh, yeah. I mean, percentage wise, it was up there. And I loved the fact that it was a family friendly show. Something you could take the kids to have a good night. And it wasn't really that expensive compared to just an average night out. It was Well, like we talked about um, both on the interview for the wrestling show and whenever we first started, there's a huge resurgence. And there's a lot of like still to this day, diehard wrestling fans just like you, Donnie, that are like, I want to show my kid this because this was super fun when I was a kid. And it hasn't really been around for a while so let me show them and maybe see if they're into it yeah well thank you Aaron. when is the event again where august 25th uh which is a sunday it'll be sunday august 25th at joker's comedy club in richland at 624 welgian way uh doors open at four and the show should start around five and where can they get tickets uh tickets tickets can be purchased at sunken treasures games the uptown phone and electronics repair and atomic bowl if you're looking ringside tickets, which are limited to 40 total, those are only available at Sunken Treasures Games and Uptown Phone and Electronics Repair. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, for being a guest, you get one of our patented banana trophies. <gasps> Coveted. Fantastic. Thank you. So thank you for coming on. Well, thank you and, for having me. Um, if you want to hear the full interview with Aaron, uh, check it out on Wrestling With The Truth podcast. It will be up someday. Um, we're waiting for our other sound guy to get back from vacation. He's taken. We'll have a wrestling podcast for you. Extended vacation. So. And you can have access to that at uh, our Patreon, which is AU Radio is doing podcast. Adventures Underground is doing podcasts at patreon.com. Well, thanks for being on, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Disney canceled the following Fox movies. Uh, The Sandlot prequel got canceled. Thank God. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen 2 got canceled. Oh. The John McClane prequel got canceled. That's for the better. Yeah. Flash Gordon was canceled. (gasps) No, he's a miracle. Assassin's Creed 2 was canceled. Did anybody see the first one? Uh, No. Yeah. (laughs) No, you did. Okay. I like Fossbender. So do I. A lot, but that movie was horrid. It's no, it's it's no Frank. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> the Mega Man movie was canceled, which honestly, Aww. after seeing the Sonic trailer, I <laughs> think that was the right decision. And the Magic the Gathering trailer or movie was canceled. What? Yep. The show? No, the movie. Oh, okay. I was going to say the uh, the Russos are doing the TV show. No, no, no. The, the movie. Okay. Apparently, there was a movie in the works for Magic. Huh. Along with, I think they said like 87 other movies oh that God. Fox had on the plate. They just canceled them all. They were just like, we ran guys- out of money, guys. No, it's Disney. Sorry. They're no, like, it's the we kid- don't care. No, Disney's like grounding Fox for a little bit. Like, <laughs> you guys can't behave, so you don't get to do any of these fun things. Speaking of which, Disney came out later on that week and said they see absolutely no potential in the new Mutants horror movie that's been sitting in the can for a year now. What? It's set to release April 2020 still, but they see no potential in that movie. You know what? Just which... out of spite, I'm going to go see it. 
well, if it makes it to theaters at this point, but I feel bad for the actors at this point because first they're like, we're going to retool the entire movie. Fox did that. Then they're like, well, we need extensive reshoots. So they went back and did that without pay. Now Disney's like, you know, even without pay. Yeah, they went and did the reshoots without pay. That doesn't sound legal. Uh, it's probably in their contract. Probably. Yeah. But now Disney's like, yeah, we don't because of how badly Dark Phoenix did. They're like, we don't. Uh, uh-uh, Ain't going to happen. OK, <laughs> you doing the Dark Phoenix saga is a big risk, but it was a bad idea. New Mutants looks awesome. Is there a trailer out for that? Yeah, there's been one for a while. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. It looks creepy. It's it's a it's a mutant horror movie. That's cool. It's it looks really, really rad. And I'm actually on I was excited for it anyway, but now just to spite Disney, I'm gonna be like, spoilers, this makes more money than anything you made. So what is so from the trailer, is it going like in the like mutant as in like like fallout mutant kind of a thing or are they still sticking with like no, mutant, no they've like... still got their their powers but okay. they're basically stuck in like an insane asylum oh cool yeah they're in like some sort of holding facility and there's something in there that's trying to kill all of them oh, that it sounds looks... like a fun bottle movie yeah it looks rad <laughs> why don't they have any faith in it this is stupid mm. disney doesn't have any trust in horror movies didn't mean to get you off track but no that wasn't off track at all. <laughs> so, in some movie pass news, <gasps> movie, pass. Oh, movie, pass. movie pass. No hard pass. Almost hard at pass. the gate. So, brought to us by listener AJ. Um, I actually missed the story last week, and I apologize. What's up, AJ? Hi, AJ. So, apparently, movie pass has been charged. Well. Accused of, I guess would be a better word. Oh, okay. Of changing people's passwords so they couldn't <laughs> access the service. I think we hypothesized that a long time I ago. I think we did. If you go back and listen, I think we brought it up that that's the only next logical step that they could do <laughs> to screw over the, the customers. Just head up the ante. Apparently, the rumor is is they're, they're high traffic customers. They went in and changed their passwords so they get to the theater and couldn't log in to get their tickets. Oh, my so God. Whatever. I love it. So most likely um, there's going to be a lawsuit over it, which good luck getting a penny out of that company at this point. It's <laughs> there's fine. nothing left. Yeah. They, they emptied their last tin can. They're not doing it anymore. They're not functioning oh, no, indefinitely. No, no. They're, they're retooling their application according to yes, them. Their app. They shut the entire company down for indefinitely so they could work on their app. Well, it is a web-based company. So. That doesn't... Ma- in other news, uh, the new Scooby-Doo movie is going to have Steve Urkel in it. Okay. Really? really? Like like actually Steve Urkel? Or, yeah. Oh, my God. Is he? Is it live action? No. no. Oh, okay. Animated. Oh, okay. Okay. That but, makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Are they? Re- wow. Okay. But so I'm really confused about this because so I grew up with the Scooby-Doo and like Scooby-Doo meets Batman. Scooby-Doo right. meets yeah. Gilligan's Island. And, <laughs> you know, I, I grew up with those zany things. Yeah. But they were current to that time. Right. Kids are going to watch this and be like, who's Urkel? Who the heck is Urkel? Yeah. It, well, that's a weird jump because the last two one, the last two big ones that they did, if I'm not mistaken, were the WWE. They did which, one. Well, they've done like three or four with that. And then they did. Time. Kiss. Kiss, and then recently they did Supernatural, which did really well. That's a weird jump because all of these, as you said, were current. Let's let's have Sam and Dean. Let's have the Winchesters on. Let's have John Cena on. Let's have all these people. Urkel. So, is it fair to say then that the odds are that most of the people watching these Scooby Doo movies aren't really kids? Because how many kids are watching Supernatural in this day and age? Mm, fair. Mm. I mean, nobody's watching Supernatural now because it's nobody would just let it die. But still. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is set to be Dr. Doolittle in the new movie. The trailer launched this week. What? I can't decide if I like that or not. I hate it. Whatever. No, 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 no. no. (sighs) This is no. Okay. No, I no. Because this is what's going to happen with Robert Downey Jr.'s career. I understand he has kids. I understand he wants to do a kids movie. It's fine. They are probably paying him a butt ton. But probably. look exactly what happened to Ice Cube. 
This man used to be one of the greatest rappers of all time. He was one of the most badass dudes ever. And then he started doing kids movies and then he was ruined and nobody takes him seriously anymore. Here's the difference. Okay. Ice Cube was doing it for a paycheck. Robert Downey Jr. has more money than any actor currently. He's not doing this for the money. I'm pretty sure he's doing this for giggles. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the movie I'm going to do right after Iron Man. No, I hate it. Yeah. Speaking of Dr. Doolittle, um, Eddie Murphy launched a new trailer this week. Are they doing two do- two new Dr. Doolittles? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yes. Okay. yes. Doc- oh, that, yep, nope, I'm dragging. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Who's but- the best Dr. Doolittle? <laughs> so he he's doing a biopic of... Uh, the Dolomite is my name. He's oh, no. I saw that trailer. And it honestly is the first Eddie Murphy movie in probably forever that I'm like, I want to see this. This sounds amazing. It, it it does look like it's better than anything Eddie Murphy's done in a long time. I was more entertained by the reality shows his ex-wife was on rather than the movies that he was in. <laughs> wow, really? Really? Okay. Nicole. Nicole Murphy. Oh, okay. Yeah, the supermodel. Because he was married to Scary Spice for a while too, right? Or had a kid with her. I have. Was no he really? Idea. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Small world. I <laughs> no and that's my celebrity gossip for the week. <laughs> <laughs> and a story that I'm still trying to dissect. Apparently, Quentin Tarantino almost was the person to write the English dub for Princess Mononoke. <gasps> really. I always thought it, they just got somebody who spoke Japanese and wrote the dub version. I didn't know that you could just write whatever. No, let's just write whatever we want. Right. I, <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing until I read this article. Um, <laughs> that would have been a totally different movie if Tarantino had wrote it. He doesn't. Okay, no, but that would actually be really interesting because he's very dialogue based, but he's also a very visual Right? Storyteller. So he doesn't get to touch any of the visuals at all, but he just gets to drop every F bomb in this beautiful <laughs> Japanese cartoon. I'm so here for this. Why did I, I need a director? I'm just cut. curious who put him up for that. They're like, you know who would do a good job rewriting this? <laughs> Tarantino. Yes. I'm here for it and I need it. I'm going to become an eccentric billionaire and then just pay him, be like, no, just do the movie over again. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, crank anchors. No, <laughs> oh no, wow. kill it. This was a product of my childhood. I don't want to come back. So crank anchors is going to feature Tracy Morgan, David Allen Greer, Aubrey Plaza, Will Forte, Tiffany Haddish, that, Nick Kroll, and Adam Carolla. That's a ridiculously strong cast. Right? This is also for a show about puppets who prank call you. Yeah. This is also all of these people have very distinctive voices right. that are very easy to pick up. At the very least, I would think that people would be like, oh, you're doing you're trying to sound like this person. But Okay, whatever. I, feel I like- don't want the show to come back because it was horrifically gross and offensive. So, Travis, as our resident puppet expert, what are your feelings on this show? Yeah. <laughs> no, none of the puppets I know would ever... Uh- how was, how did your audition for Crank Yankers go? <laughs> that's, that's he really misunderstood the whole concept of that show. <laughs> Are you? I think I think that might have been a puppet racist comment, Donnie. Just because he knows one puppet doesn't mean he knows all the puppets. Not all puppets. No, but he is our puppet expert. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay, all right. Yeah, I guess as far as that goes, <laughs> are puppets people too, Travis? Yes. No, oh, no, I disagree. <laughs> No, the show needs to not come back. I need it to go away forever. I never really watched it when it was on. I was aware of it, but I never. Yeah, because it. it was Drek. Yeah, it was. Oh, by the way, I wiped my butt on all of your super expensive towels. Luxury hotel. Ha ha ha! That was the entire joke. It wasn't funny. <laughs> by the way, I'm Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Stupid concept. A complete set of first edition Pokemon Go cards <gasps> is saw set to sell for over a hundred thousand dollars yep yikes yep somebody really wants that set they gotta get them all a pokemon go card no set? just the the original first edition like pokemon first card. round of the oh, cards Did i say okay, go okay okay yeah. no I it's cards you, i saw I that same news article go. okay 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 that's it's, interesting and it's like the charizard obviously like is the one that has gone for like 
on its own upwards of $10,000. Yeah. So Jeez. that being in the collection and then having the rest of the set, yeah, it's insane. It's like the it's like the holy grail of Pokemon stuff. So get over to your parents' house and dig in the closet because yeah. you know you still got a shoebox full of them somewhere, kids. Yep. <laughs> um, Glow Season 3 started on Woo! Netflix. Today, which, which I have watched most of. So I'm going to put this out there now. There are a lot of boobs this season. Yes, there are. Really? A lot are. of boobs. Okay. Uh, and other pieces. <laughs> bits. Jingly bits. Oh, my God. Okay. How are you? Okay. First of all, if your bits jingle, you need to see a medical professional. Second of all, George. Mm -hmm. Weird segue. <laughs> How do you love Glow so much and not give a damn about wrestling? You keep like shoehorning me into being a wrestling <laughs> hater, and I'm not. Okay, like I, I roll my eyes time... at stuff sometimes, but I still I can appreciate it for the for the drama. And Up until we started giving you crap about it, you yeah. would just make the snarkiest of comments every sure. time we mentioned wrestling. I also so was telling I was I was telling Donnie that you guys have an uncanny ability at misinterpreting my face when I'm on the podcast because I'm thinking about ten thousand tangents because, of other things. Because while... we refuse to to believe that somebody is just that good of a person and is not constantly thinking evil thoughts like we are. <laughs> we don't understand how it works, George. Give me time. <laughs> Give me time. Patience. So those of you who've been watching the, the Glow series, um, season three actually marks a milestone because that means the TV show lasted longer than the actual that's, Glow wrestling that's events. Right. Aww. Glow like only went two seasons. So it's it's kind of like the modern MASH. Kind of, yeah. It lasted longer than the, the Korean War. So, But it, the writing's been phenomenal. Um, yep. They got some great cameos. So if you haven't checked out the first two seasons, jump in. If you like Alice and Brie at all, she's wonderful in it. Yes. I mean, not, not nobody's like a totally savory character. Like everybody's got their faults and total like, you know, weird things about them, but Yeah. But it's a wonderful show. Sick. So, in our mini topic tonight, <gasps> House of X2 came out last week. <laughs> yeah. I had to I had to really hold back. I wanted to talk about it on the podcast yesterday, but it's Donnie's story. So let's get into it. So I'm going to warn you now, there will be spoilers if you have not read House of X 2 yet. Yes. Maybe don't listen to this and go read that and then come back. Yeah. So we'll give you a break now. Okay. So House <laughs> of X 2 last week came out. And I want to preface this by saying it was single-handedly one of the best single-issue X-Men stories I have ever read my entire life. Can confirm. Can indeed. And basically the story revolved around Moira, who basically has been kind of a, a, a girlfriend to Xavier over the years, I guess you could say. Yeah. But they changed the story to she now is a mutant who basically her mutant power is when she dies, she comes back as herself with all the memories of her past life. So kind of reincarnation as herself. That's the worst superpower it ever <laughs> until you think about how she starts shaping the X-Men universe with this power. No, no, no. I'm not saying that it's a dumb superpower like, oh, that's lame. I'm saying that would suck to have. Right. <laughs> and, sure. and they actually address that. She's yeah. kind of a sympathetic character to mm -hmm. a point. Yeah. So the controversy comes in where Jonathan Hickman, the writer of this, has been accused of plagiarizing the story from a book called The First 15 Lives of Harry August. So I got intrigued. I went and I picked up the book and I'm about 20% in. And I wanted to defend Hickman because this, the X-Men story was so well crafted. Mm -hmm. It was plagiarized. Oh, and, and, and the damning part is, is he admitted that he had read that book and he loved it. So yeah. I guess I want to, ask you guys because writing original content in comics it's all been done before right mm -hmm. where do you draw the line at is it plagiarism is it an homage is it i you know cherry picked some ideas and so i think it not that i think that hickman doesn't put the work in because he absolutely does because i i really do like his writing but I've said this time and time again on the podcast. I think it's about kind of what Phil, what Phil Anselmo said from uh, Pantera. He said, 
he was asked, what do you think is wrong with the music industry right now? And he said, did he just say himself? <laughs> <laughs> you be nice to Mr. Anselmo. So he, he said, you know, back in the day, we would take our 10 favorite bands and rip them off as hard as we could. Now, everybody takes their two favorite bands and rips them off. If you take your 10 favorite influences and take little pieces from them, you have essentially your own original thing or as close as you can get to it. If you take it from a couple different influences, those are going to be more obvious. Or even if you take one like Hickman did, you it's really going to sound like the thing that you were inspired by. And it just takes that little extra leap of, okay, how can I make this a different, how can I tell my own story with this? Or you can do what Kevin Smith did and tell and get a concept together. And then you can go to your friends and be like, okay, what do you think is going to happen here? And they're like, I think this is going to happen. And he would do the exact opposite. That's how you tell an original story. And it's just that extra work. Or I could just have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I just didn't want to cut you off because I, I, I also have thoughts to add on to the, the pile. Please. Um, so I do. I mean, I'm coming I'm coming in not as informed as you because I haven't re- started reading the book. Um, and I imagine you probably get a lot of the pretty heavy similarities in the setup of a story because it is such a similar premise. But I mean, where it goes from there. It's, so by the description of the book, it's two adversaries that have this same power that are kind of never-endingly battling each other throughout their reincarnations. Is that right? No, it's... there's That's a, the elevator pitch that I got. Well, but it, so basically, it's... He meets a club of... Every, there's a bunch of people that have the same experience, okay. but they're all different ages, so they meet... Like, there's a little girl that he keeps meeting right when he's dying because she's just... You know, she's like eight when he dies every time. So it's it's... He's trying to... And they're basically trying to save the world later on in the future by making changes and they keep sending messages back through time mm-hmm. each reincarnation. So it's... So, I mean, I have a hard time figuring that, like, I mean, I get, I get, I totally hear that there's, like, a lot of, like, themes and kind of right. ideas that they both, well, obviously, the book came first and then the comic book later. But, I like... <laughs> there are so many weird timeline things with the X-Men and what he does, like what he's been doing the whole time, setting up like just the, the new lore that we're now kind of experiencing. I, like, I feel like, yeah, like I can't, I can't deny based on what I've heard and what I've read from, from the author who wrote the book and Jonathan Hickman kind of defending himself by saying, Hey, this happens kind of all the time. <laughs> like people hit on really similar ideas. The damning thing, like you mentioned, though, him admitting that he'd read it and then he really liked it. He goes down the list and then it mentions another book or two that the 15 lives, the first 15 lives of also very heavily kind of, I mean, he didn't, he never says that she plagiarized those ideas, but he does allow for the fact that, hey, you kind of did a similar thing too. I'm not trying to like, I don't know. Right. And and the author of the book hasn't really came out and slammed him. It's more fans who've read the book are trying to defend her yeah. which you know that that's noble and all sure it's yeah. just you're gonna have the same concepts through different mediums and how much of that do you think is not just with this specific case but in general in entertainment and media in general how often do you think that's an accident because that has happened before my buddy accidentally wrote symphony of destruction by megadeth one time <laughs> And he was like, look at this riff that I wrote. And I was like, dude, that's Symphony of Destruction. And he goes, no, it's not. And I played Symphony of Destruction. He goes, crap. <laughs> so I, in my mind, where I'm going to not feel bad continuing to read this comic book is they hit a really incredibly, obviously similar groove of story to the point that plagiarism has been thrown around pretty liberally, which is, you know, it is what it is. We have a, you know, social media is a thing people can get up in arms about any legitimate or illegitimate thing you want to. So that's kind of out the window. It's almost a given that if there were similarities that would happen where I want to see this go is in a completely different tangential direction. Like if they kind of, if they used this trope because it is a trope and then they do something completely different with it, I, I won't feel bad. No. And if you've read the comic, they've also, they've kept her sixth timeline a secret. Mm. She's currently in her 11th timeline and that's, the current X-Men universe that is, is 
what we're reading mm-hmm. right now. Right. The one that's in the powers of X. Right. Right. So at some point that that sixth hidden timeline is going to emerge, which will be different than, than the book. So, you know, um, read the comic, let us know what you think. Read the book. Yeah. The book is really well written. I, like I said, I picked it up night before last and was 20% in by last night. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's not like it's making an excuse for it, but I can only imagine that this controversy is going to get a lot more people to read that book. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's not a good way to get around to it, but she's probably going to be making some sweet money off of this social media kerfuffle. I, I guarantee it because I'd yeah. never heard of this book. And, right. And as soon as I read the, the synopsis of it, I'm like, I want to check this out. Yeah, me too. It's something that would have flown under the, the radar otherwise. So let us know right in. Um, I think we still got some issues downstairs. At Adventures Underground? Yeah, we will again soon. (laughs) (laughs) Where else could we find some comic books at? (gasps) I thought we were... Oh. (laughs) Well, hello, everyone. We're smooth. (laughs) (laughs) In my mind, we'd already started because we were all talking about comics already. But that was actually the kind of mini topic for the episode. And now we're in the corner. (laughs) Hi, George. (laughs) Hi, Travis. I suck at these segues, apparently. I'm sorry. I need to really work on No, everyone segues. else is just lagging behind. No, it's fu- you're fine. You got it. I know. <laughs> well, hopefully that was funny for the folks at home. <laughs> it's not just an awkward moment like we like we have so infrequently on this We're podcast. nerds, okay? We don't know how to people sometimes. <laughs> you want to you wanna start? Uh, yeah, there was some comics that came out this week. Yeah. I, I left all my notes at home, at, uh, downstairs in my, oh, no. in my blue book. Gotcha. But uh, there, there was, <laughs> there was one in particular that uh, caused me to have a new, uh, a new little face to send people as you, oh. know, the, you know those reaction photos mm-hmm. that you that you send people for in, in text and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That uh, Conan the Exodus. Oh, geez. Came out this week. Yep. It's a it's a one shot uh, telling the story of Conan like first branching out from his village, and. Uh, it's like a silent for the most part comic. It's, and it's got a van cover. <laughs> yeah. He's on a... V- it, yeah, there's this wonderful oh. variant for the comic. Oh no, it's it, like a mural. Oh my god, I love it. But there's this particular panel, and we talked about it uh, on Comics Corner where uh, Conan is hunting and it just makes the derpiest look. <laughs> That you'll ever see. He really does. Hey, man, hitting comic deadlines is hard. Sometimes you make goofy faces. I'm I'm showing the people here. Auditory mediums, everyone. So there was that one. And then another one from the Conan uh, universe, uh, Age of Conan, uh, Valerian. Yeah. So they're going all in with Valerian or Valeria? Valeria? I think. think, Yeah, yeah, I think I I messed it up the first time. But yeah, they're going all in with with Conan as far as is. They're selling it. I mean, yeah, they're throwing out all those side characters. <laughs> Marvel, yeah. Marvel doesn't know how not to go overboard. <laughs> is it so? You guys see the sales on that? Is it selling? It's not doing too bad. It's not. It's not like like our new bestseller or anything. But it's it's definitely you know, like selling around the average amount. Yeah. It it uh, it when they first relaunched it, uh, the Conan the Bar- Barbarian line, it was huge. Everyone wanted it. Now it's kind of leveling out. We got the uh, the loyal people that come in and get it, and and then the Fairweather fans like me that read like four issues and then stopped. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, I, I did the uh, the team up Conan. I did like the first two. Oh, the Savage, Savage, sword. yeah, Savage, Savage. and I, I got like two, three issues in. And I was like, I, yeah, oh. the the regular <laughs> run is way better than that. Not that I wasn't entertained by the Savage Avengers, but. Oh yeah, that's so, right. <laughs> so much better. That was a wacky book. Yeah. Um yeah, another one that that I loved and am really sad to see go was She Could Fly. Mm. Uh, oh, that ended? Yeah. No. Was that just a limited run? It was uh, two short short runs. Oh. Yeah, they had uh what it, it was like five issues each. It was yeah, four or five, somewhere in there. Yeah, There's like was five th- issues from the first run and then another five. Hopefully we'll get some more. Maybe, but you never know. Maybe. Uh, it it ends with Luna not sure if she died or not. Oh, boy! 
feathers, Travis. <laughs> God. Um, hopping back over to Marvel real quick, we had Powers of X number two, and uh, as we as we love to refer to it, uh, they're going to start to paradiddle the releases. So we're going to have Powers of X number three before we get the the alternating uh, House of X number three and then four after that. I'm sorry, para what? Like Paradiddle. That's the Ter- only time <laughs> I have ever heard that used outside of drum. <laughs> if you can hear me, I'm paradiddling. Well, you got, you I know, got, yeah, we're all rhythm section here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a percussionist, so I was just like, whoa, I didn't percussionist. expect Percussionist. <laughs> we know. I don't know. I, I think you were the one that said that first. That was uh, I like that. Yeah. You picked up what I was laying down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You said, you said you really like that one. Yeah, Gwenpool uh, has another uh, run starting. Uh, D- give it a quick elevator pitch because you sold me on it just with a couple <laughs> of sentences. So Gwenpool is back. Uh, she is fighting to uh, maintain her relevance in the Marvel Universe. Right. <laughs> has she fought Spider-Gwen yet? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I can that, remember. That needs to happen soon. Yeah, it might in this run. One. Could be. Yeah, she goes up against uh, Spider-Man in this one. But uh, the whole thing about it is uh, she is aware that she's in a comic book and she's been torn away from her regular reality. And she's afraid that if people lose interest in her character, then Marvel will shelve her and she'll disappear. Holy crap. It's like what's actually happening. <laughs> the social commentary is amazing. That was mean. I'm sorry. I'm, so, yeah. I'm not going to walk back on what I said about Superboy Prime. <laughs> <laughs> As well, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, uh, Absolute Carnage tie-in separation anxiety came out this week. Uh, as well as, I called it, I think I called it the wrong thing on the podcast yesterday. It's, I think I, it's Scream, right? Yeah. I think I said Shriek. Or if not, I was, huh? think, I was thinking of the character Shriek because that was the one that was in Maximum Carnage. Oh. And yeah, Scream came Scream, in a little later. One, yeah. Right, yeah, I think right. you said Scream because you had okay. it. Okay, okay. Hand, Which so. one was the orange one? That that's Scream. The oh. one with the hair is Scream. And then Shriek's the other female? Uh, so, I actually was talking to David about this yesterday <laughs> when we were playing Pokemon. Um, Shriek, uh, Shriek is like Doppelganger's like pseudo like like mom, like controller kind of person. And Doppelganger is the six or, or, or either six or eight armed Spider-Man like, like mutant thing. Hmm. But uh, so, and I... So I got myself all confused about my 90s Spider-Man comics, so I got some homework to do. So the the, the six-arm clone or Mm -hmm. doppelganger, that was created by Thanos in one of the Infinity storylines because he created evil clones of pretty much the entire Marvel Universe at that point. Okay. I didn't think they actually got names. Did they come back? So he is just referred to as doppelganger, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Those covers of separation anxiety are amazing. I'm a huge fan of any different like versions of, I don't usually like alternate versions of different heroes, but I've always been a fan of any like um, symbiote venom carnage guys. Mm. Those are super fun. I like those. Same. So so what was your guys' thoughts on absolute carnage? The first one? Yeah. I loved it. I, I loved it. it. I this totally read that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I I love it. I'm all in for it. It's just the pinnacle of not necessarily the pinnacle, but one of my favorites of just trashy '90s comics, where all where the girls' legs are three times the length of their body, and guys just have delts on delts on delts. I love it. What did Why? you think, Tony? I'll try issue two, okay. but honestly, <laughs> for the nine dollars or whatever I spent for issue one, I wasn't really. I have the synopsis. Um, What's his face? Woody Harrelson um, (laughs) has terrible hair in it, so it might make you feel better about the. Careful now. (laughs) It might it might make you feel better about the new Venom movie coming out. I don't know. There was I I, like I had read when Osborn had ejected uh, Peter's godson with the the stuff. Yeah, and I thought that storyline had resolved itself, and now they're digging it all this old stuff back up and because there are no original ideas anymore donnie we don't know what else to do i know so donnie cates has been setting it up for a long time like it's at least the beginning of the year if not before that and he had intended for it to be a story arc in his run of venom that he's writing right now but marvel like they do was like no 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 
that's too big of a story. We're going to make an event out of it. And here we are with oodles of tie-ins and stuff. But Oh, so many tie-ins. <laughs> but what the, the, I started reading that run of Venom, and I wasn't a huge fan right off the bat. Like, it had great art. The story seemed like it was kind of going in an interesting direction, but it kind of lost me. That's the, the, the run where Space God made Venom out of a hammer? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I believe so. Now <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, so, on an anvil with a hammer, he made Venom. So I... I was not sure what the hell they were doing <laughs> earlier on in the run. And now I kind of see, like, I didn't read all the connective tissue between, but I'm I'm excited to read it. It vibes off of a lot of the 90s stuff that I like so much about Spider-Man and Venom. So I, I don't know. I'm curious to see where they're going to go with it. Okay, cool. Uh, another weird symbiote thing from this week. Uh, Silver Surfer Black, which he's got a, he's, he's like been infected by that same god with the hammer making the Venoms. Uh, and so he is. His power is diminished, <gasps> and he uh, he bumps into Ego, who needs help, and uh, he takes a really trippy journey through the crust of Ego's uh, surface. Man, that guy can't catch a break. Seriously, just, just look at that art. That is absolutely stunning. Just that just is some, trippy and psychedelic. As that hell. is some like old Grant, school. Yeah, like, it's a Grant Morrison page if I've ever seen. That's that. some Silver Age type situation. Treadmore is a golden god. He is an amazing artist. You should check out anything Treadmore does. And there was another Silver Surfer with it. <laughs> there was, yeah, Prodigal Son. Yeah, Prodigal Son. I don't a little know bit more about it, but there's like going to be a couple of those Prodigal Son ones coming out. If you were for some, if you were somehow disappointed in Silver Surfer Black, uh, Prodigal Son is definitely more of a classic style of Silver Surfer story. I think it takes a very specific kind of person to be a really big um, Silver Surfer fan. You have to be okay with understanding just how insignificant you are in the universe to really be able to like enjoy that story, and I really love it. <laughs> so Silver Surfer fans out there, you can send mail to. No, it's a good thing! I think it's a good thing I was just, being snarky I know, at all. I just Podcast at advunderground.com Fair enough. Uh, also, another regular Amazing Spider-Man, because why not? Yeah. Uh, number 27. It doesn't have Ryan Otley on the art, so we're <gasps> judging it. Um, over at DC, we didn't have this in yesterday, so we didn't talk about it, but Event Leviathan came out. Yeah. And I'm really excited to read it. And then there were two other Batman comics that I haven't read. I didn't read any Batman this week, guys. Wow. Yeah, not a single book. Yeah, and there was, George. Uh, why are you so excited about that? That's it, it a just, terrible thing. I can't remember the last time you've that's committed happened. a heinous act. I don't think so. Yeah, it is a weird thing, but Batman Universe and Batman and the Outsiders. Yep, which are both you know they're not regular continuity Batman. So oh well, then it doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, detective, detective comics. Yeah, so. that one did come out too. That was the one that I. <laughs> did I asked this before, but is DC not going to be canon? I cannot fathom dc not doing something with it like i can see the <laughs> batman who laughs like bringing it I'm, like it seems like it's one of the dark multiverse like worlds that you know yeah, are not be. they're doomed to die and it, fall into entropy and those types of situations and messed up worlds are exactly the kind of worlds that um he took all of the different dark knights from metal and brought them into the regular dc universe so with that ability and with them having that can of worms loose i can only imagine that they will sometimes like somehow or sometime bring in like the crazy anti-life zombies okay because that last issue wow yeah 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 like it yeah. <laughs> you should you should check out deceased it's a pretty good book yeah, it, uh, like I said, I apologize for bagging on the first issue. <laughs> oh, we were all taking the piss out of it right well, off the yeah, bat. Well, yeah, it, it, it honestly felt like another dark side put out the anti-life equation and yeah. things happen story, yep. but yep. it's gone totally different. If you're not reading this, pick it up. It's I, I, I was godsmacked at the end of the, the last issue. Yeah, it was a pretty big ending. There was a super good one this, uh, this week, uh, Once and Future. Yeah. Yeah, by the great Dan Mora and the comic that he's done most recently otherwise, which I totally brain farted yesterday, is the Buffy run that's happening right now. Wow. <laughs> which is uh, funny because this one is very retired Buffy. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Old woman Buffy? Yeah, mm -hmm. get, getting pulled back into action because yep. these jerks are doing oh, stuff. Oh, I'm so here for this. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. Mm -hmm. We'll uh we'll be getting fourth printing copies back in eventually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so underestimated <laughs> the the how good this book was going to be. We should. You ask have a book. You have a nerd shop full of nerdy girls, and you didn't get enough 
Buffy comics. We what didn't, is wrong actually with you? Buffy. We didn't know what it was. It is though. <laughs> it, it kind of is, honestly. Like that's the. There's, cl- there's a great reference to vampires in it too. <laughs> yep, I love it. And on the cover, you see it's a, a sword, and I think it's supposed to be Excalibur, right? Because they're kind of doing that Arthurian kind of yeah. uh, kind of a thing. But yeah, it's going to well, be exciting. If you, if you don't mind spoilers, uh, we could tell you kind of what's going on. And let's hold off. Yeah, let's hold off. <laughs> Two week rule since we completely forgot about that. Yeah, um, yeah. Does that count for comics? Uh, we try and give spoiler warnings if we're going to do them. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to to jam through some image real quick, we had Gideon Falls number sixteen, mm-hmm. Outer Darkness number nine, which continues to be one of my favorite new books. No, we're gonna talk about this one. We're gonna talk about the one you just grabbed. Okay, okay, that is Unnatural number twelve, which is the end of Mirka Andolfo's uh, English translation of her comic book. Who? Mirka Andolfo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow her on Instagram at MerkAnd89, and she is one of the greatest artists of all time. I'm so sad this is over. I know, I know. This is one of this is actually one of mine and but Ian's favorite comics. There's a ray of hope at the end. There is. Discovered. Yeah, it's so he teases with a single image, which you should open and look at at the very back page. Um, the next Spoilers project that out. she, well, you know, it's a tease. It's an ad. It's called. Keep uh, one more back. It's called Mercy. Yep. Yep, I fo- as I already stated, I follow uh, Mirka on Instagram and she's been posting a ton of pages of this Ooh. and it looks amazing. I'm going to have to follow she's her. She's one of those artists that makes me feel really bad about myself as an artist. <laughs> oh. So I'm just sitting there scrolling through her Instagram like, crap, I'm never going to be as good as she is. But she's amazing and I love all of her comics. I'm so sad this story's over. Well, well just not to not make you any more sad, I won't bring that book in. No, <laughs> no, no, I'll still be a little sad about it. It's fine. I don't know how we're doing for time, but uh, we're almost done here. About okay. 10 minutes. Okay. We got a Critical Role Vox Machina Origins Series 2, number two, uh, preceding the print copy of Volume 1, which will be out in October for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then Stranger Things, number three of four, or sorry, Stranger Things, six. Three of four. <laughs> there we go. That's the right order. <laughs> Telling the story of one of the uh, one of the kids that was part of the the research program that Eleven was in, but but five kids before her. <gasps> Last but not least, we got a couple of trades. Warrior of the Realms is out. If you were holding off on doing the single issues on that one, that book is out and it is pretty. And uh, Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Volume Two in paperback. We also had from Science Comics, The Science of Cats. Oh, yeah. The Science of Cats. Yes. Yeah. You can learn all kinds of science-y things about cats. Seems like there would be a couple of gross pages. Yeah, there usually is in those books. Okay. They, 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 they don't sugarcoat it for you. <laughs> good, good. Kids need to know. <laughs> uh, they, they have a great series. Like They do the plague. They do you know trees, dogs, space. But uh, Dogman, for whom the ball rolls, is yes. also out. Oh this week. my god! <laughs> I, I mm, now I now I'm thinking Metallica, and I hate it. <gasps> it's okay. It was one of their good ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. That one's not too bad. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a slamming week of comics. Awesome. And if you want to check out more about the comics with George and Travis, uh. Go over up there, down from here. Um, they're celebrating their fiftieth episode already. Yeah, my boys are all grown up now. We yeah. did it! Congratulations yeah. on fifty. And actually, it's kind of so fun because in in two weeks we'll have our uh, anniversary. Because you know, fifty two weeks in a year, it'll be a year since we started. Something like Didn't that. Didn't we take a week or two off? I don't know. I don't. Know. Who's counting? Don't, don't take this away from us. I can't remember if we actually did take a week off. I don't remember. Anyways, but the more importantly, are we are we worth more than cover price now? <gasps> oh, that's a good question. Are you hitting the silver what? age of Comics Corner? <laughs> we'll have to go downstairs <laughs> and check eBay. And we would like to thank the Caterpillar Cafe for sponsoring Comics Corner each week. You guys are great. Thanks, guys. Oh, so some in, interesting news. Um, we mentioned last week that Wonder Woman Bloodlines, the animated film, will be coming out this week. They said that there will be an animated short for Death. Getting her first 
the your first appearance really? from, from Death from Sandman? Yeah. Cool. That's exciting. Which, honestly, Death High Cost of Living is still in my top 10 comics. Oh, Hannah's going to lose her mind. She's but a yeah, gigantic we're, fan. We're getting an animated short of her, which I, I absolutely love that we're getting one finally. I'm so stoked. So we really haven't got a lot of animated from that corner of the universe. Not really. Nope. Um, there's a rumor that Wesley Snipes might be playing Dracula in the new Blade movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm so here somewhere. for this. Oh my God. Yes. That's, Do that's kind of that. awesome. It's just going to... Okay, no. I was going to start hating on it, but no. I want to see Blade as Dracula so bad. Um, CBS is to acquire Viacom for the second time. Why this is interesting is because apparently it gives CBS the rights to the film universe versions of the Star Trek people. So like hmm. when they did the TV show and or uh, they did the movie and Admiral Janeway showed up or Worf was running Deep Space Nine, it was because those characters, they couldn't have the TV characters be in the same role. So mm -hmm. with the new merger, you can now have the new Star Trek characters be in the continuity of the TV shows, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. yeah. Li I, licensing is fun. Right? <laughs> so for Star Trek fans, it's a huge thing, um, especially with Picard. Um, oh, that's true. Right. Mm. So it'll be interesting that we're going to get all the Star Trek universes all in one place again. Um, Luke Crate filed for Chapter 11 this week, laid off the I entire staff. I saw that. Um, I used to be a NerdBlock subscription holder, mm. and they closed down. Now Luke Crate's losing it. Oh. Um, the, the subscription box model just isn't working as well as it used to, I guess. Um, so check out our bunny box downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my you need thing. to replace your subscription box. I was I was spending like twenty five a month on a, on a nerd block, mm -hmm. and I realized that out of that twenty five dollar box, there was like one item that I might have actually gone out and purchased for myself. So I it was easier just to take that twenty five dollars, come down here to the <laughs> store, and yeah. buy twenty five dollars worth of stuff that I don't need, and get exactly <laughs> what I wanted. So I, I like Back to the Future, but they sent me so much Back to the Future stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they really did lean into a couple of properties a little bit too hard. Yeah, like, no, I get it. I like this thing. Just you seem to like it more than I do. <laughs> so our title this week was Is Too Much Not Enough? And here's the reason why, folks. Um, we've talked about the Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover going on the CW network. This week it was announced that the Teen Titans from the DC show will probably be showing up on the crossover along with three different Justice League Justice Leagues showing up. Hmm. So are we cramming so much into this crossover that there's going to be no real substance to this crossover? They're all going to get 20 bucks and lunch. Right? Well, not just that, but we're, you're going to get a glimpse of them here or there. Like uh, the gentleman who's playing Diggle on Arrow okay. is going to be Jon Stewart Green Lantern. I like that okay. casting I, a lot. I like it, yeah. but... So on a different planet, he was yeah. doing something different. And mm. I don't know. It was weird. Hmm. Um, and then I, finally, oh. no, you're. Oh. I, I, if they're gonna cast John Stewart, they should consider him. He'd be a good one. I, 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 he might be getting a little too old if they're maybe. just starting the Green Lantern franchise over again. Yeah, you're kind of right. And uh, what's his name? Tyrese Gibson has been hounding them to play that role. So we'll see. I did see that too. You're right. Um, finally, uh. Tumbleweird came out today. Um, it pays yeah. tribute to our, our our dear friend and castmate Ian Martin, who passed away earlier this year. Um, this issue means a lot to everybody on the cast. It's got a really sweet cover. Yeah, the cover. I I almost cried when I saw it because the cover is just it's amazing. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Sarah and Brendan for doing such phenomenal work, Absolutely. and any other people over at Tumbleweird that put this together for them. Yeah, they, um, this was a definite labor of love for them. I, uh, I talked to them pretty much the entire time they were working on it and they kept checking back with us to make sure that it was a, it was a, uh, sorry. Um, it was something that we could use both us as the podcast and the rest of Ian's loved ones, um, to use, to just remember the good times and to honor somebody's memory and to, um, use his story to say, Hey, if you're having problems, please reach out. Here are some 
uh, resources for you. So thank you so much for those of you at Tumble Weird. Yeah, um, you can pick up uh, issues here at the store, and there's dozens of spots throughout the Tri Cities. Um, look it up online. Uh, check out their Patreon to get uh, early access to the issues. Um, finally, before we wrap up, I want to issue an apology to you, the listeners. Um, we've been really, really lax about getting content out to you like we've promised. Um, we've had a rotating door of cast members over the last month or two coming in and out, not showing up. Um, we're working hard on getting a more stable show together for you to keep our promises to you, the listener, each week um, with our bonus content that we're supposed to be giving you. Um, I deeply apologize for everything that's been going on. We've all got personal stuff going on in our lives. Stuff happens, but we're going to work on it. We appreciate each and every one of you every week that tune in. We really appreciate the feedback we get from you each week. If you notice something, sound quality is off. You're tired listening to my voice drone on for an hour each week. Let us know these things. We really appreciate you guys. So thank you for being patient with us. Thank you very much. So Sam. Paradiddle. That's the word of the day, folks. <laughs> Travis? Indeed. <laughs> Katie? Yes. <laughs> hey, George. Brought to you by the letter P. And <laughs> with that, folks, we are out of here. Nothing can kill the grouse. Can kill the grouse. You've been listening to AU Radio. Music is provided by CubbyandBenSound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.